The views expressed in our episode are ours alone and do not represent any other organizations. Our episodes discuss internet crimes against children and cases that involve the exploitation of children and may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, we don't want to do anything to scare your children. That's the last thing we want to do. We don't want to scare anybody. Hey everybody, welcome back to Catfish Cops. I am Tony Godwin and I am solo today because Brandon is uh, off doing a case study, I think, somewhere in the building. This is day three of our conference. Uh, We have literally like a couple hours and maybe a few hours in the morning, but uh, we do have a conference attendee who sat down, who's going to remain nameless for this. Uh, And so tell us what's going on. How's the conference? Uh, good, good. Second one I've attended. Uh, I, I like the format. I, I like the case studies. I yeah. think you get a lot from them. I feel yeah. like I feel like the networking on the outside is actually, I mean, phenomenal. To me, that's the most beneficial part of these. Yes. The I always, when I come as an attendee, I've, I've always gravitated to the case studies, especially the ones that will say, "Hey, here's everything we did that was right." Here's a few things that we did that was kind of jacked uh, that yes. we would redo or do differently. Um, to me, that's what I always like took away from them. If people shared that, so yeah, I and I feel like you are. you get a good perspective of. Uh, it sounds funny, but how things are tough all over in a way. Yeah, absolutely. because you you say, "Wow, in my in my field, I feel like I'm understaffed," which we all are. Yeah, and absolutely. then it reminds you that you. It's maybe a day-to-day helper that you're not the only one that goes through these trial and tribulations, that they're yeah. going, man, if we had enough money and manpower, you know what we could do? And I'm everyone thinks the same thing. <laughs> and then it makes you not feel as like, maybe you're just the only one tripping right. up every day. You go, oh, yeah. we're all suffering, it but gets, we just get the job done the best we can. It is overwhelming, but the consistencies across the board. And for this conference, you know, there's 29 countries represented. There's, you know, upwards of 5,700 people that come here in all these different disciplines. But you're right. The theme is absolutely the same of everywhere. It's like not enough hours in the day, not enough people to, or, you know, hours to put guys behind the keyboards if that's what we're doing or, or whatever. And, and everybody is swimming. Yes. <laughs> drowning maybe is the better term. Yeah. Drowning. And I, and I love the idea that, uh, and I, I think you remember it in the U S because, you know, in the U S you go, a cop's a cop. Right. They can go anywhere, and once you meet a cop, it's like you know each other because you right. know what life's like. You forget that the rest of the world is that way, too. So, like, yeah. last night we were on a bus, and I met them from Cambodia. They're wow. Here. They flew 18 hours. Talked to them for two minutes, and I was like, you know, you guys reminded me that even on the other <laughs> side of the world. It's not yes, much different. It's, <laughs> yes. As much as I might, I might watch the news and think, wow, that country's doing a lot of bad stuff and horrible things right. happen there. The people on the ground trying every day to do the right thing are still good people. And wow. you lose track of that, I think, because yeah. you get fed narrative from the media and the world and everything. And right. you're not talking to the guys that are on the ground trying to do the job there. And so in your mind, I think, man, do they even have law enforcement? And then right. you meet them and you go, oh, you know, yeah. they do have people there. Exactly. And, they're, and, they're, and they're breaking their, their, yeah. their butt. to do Oh, the, you can say those okay. words too. Right, you're good. fine. They're busting We're... their ass to do the right thing too. And, you, and so it reminds you like, I think I think it's easy in this in this 
career to get that yeah. perspective of the world is 99% bad. Yes. And the reality is Very it's, easy. it's 2% bad and 99, 8% I yeah. feel like are good. It's just all you see is the bad. Yeah. So, and, you know, I, I, I don't know if I mentioned just in our conversations prior to the re- recording, but, you know, like I've been a cop a long time, 30 years almost. And, you know, I'm, I'm nearing the end, getting very dangerously close, which um, isn't really a bad thing. I am kind of looking forward to that. But and, and you're right, because I've been working this. I've been working child exploitation 17 years. And uh, and you do get to this level or this limit. But um, you're right. Everybody across the board is is doing the best they can do with what they've got. And the one thing I love about our podcast is that it's so far reaching, you know, for a couple of Joe Blow Schmoes here in North Texas, you know, thinking, oh, we'd have 30, 40 listeners, you know, maybe our family for a few months and then we'll be done. No, man, we we reach – it's so funny to me that you said Cambodia because we have a big listener group in Cambodia because they reach out to us. We hear from people all the time and they're like, hey, man, we love this, but hey – how about this? How about that? You know, or giving us suggestions. So See, it's, that's phenomenal. it's so cool that, um, you know, you yeah, just they brought were, that to life. You they, know? Were, they were awesome. We were on the bus laughing and joking and that's I got funny. off and I hopefully we'll see them tonight, but they were just, yeah. I, and, and I, I was just like, I told him, I said, it's funny because now even our minded, you can be on the other side of the world, but if yeah. you're a cop, we're still family. Yeah, it's still a family absolutely, thing. That's just how it works. I, there's other things. I There's one other aspect I, I want to share, and I, but I'll table that for the moment. So let, <laughs> let's talk about you. You're in child exploitation, I guess, working yes, in that yeah. arena. So I've, uh, I worked for one agency for 22 years doing nice. pretty much everything, SWAT. Good different stuff and then when i got to the end of the road there and and had an opportunity another agency approached and said hey Good. listen we we can work some child exploitation and and then eventually worked into essentially sextortion is almost strictly yeah. what i'm focused on now right and so. you know that's uh, that's interesting because maybe an hour ago or something uh we did an interview with uh, andy etherington a, a friend of mine from neck who's from the uk uh he was a really big significant help for me on a, on a recent case i had um kind of a game changer thing and he was uh mentioning that that they're that that's on the uptick oh, you know uh and and it's reached this epidemic level where it's not just sextortion it's it's also moving in the arena of kids promoting other kids to commit suicide yes um so that they can up their popularity points or status within certain groups and Man, if that doesn't put things into perspective for people, because our listener base alone is a lot of law enforcement, obviously, because of what we do. But we also have a, a lot of moms and dads who are parents and of young kids. And so he was emphasizing, like, man, we got to get control of that because that's the last thing we want, you know, is peer on peer pressure to get to a level like that. Yeah, so, and it's there. And, and, yeah. and I... I, I've struggled this because we deal so much with uh, with the victims, and and now our, typically my suspects have been older, but I think right. they're in the same mindset. It's almost like if they don't see it in person, right? There's no reality to it, and they're not understanding the consequences. So yeah. even when you track down the other end, the way they're being mean to each other or the cyberbullying, right? They don't really get the exactly. damage they're causing. Yep. And 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 part of it's been like like me we had a prior conversation about it, but I, I think that we've become so dependent on the technology, right? That I I feel like we've lost track with you. You handed your your child a device, yep, and he has a key or she has a key to the world, 
Absolutely. And and once upon a time, if you were in a small town USA, you had to worry about one guy across town that people didn't right. trust, yeah. right? Or a, a traveler coming through. Now, what you did was you said, here, everyone in the world who might have a nefarious reason, here's yeah. access to my kid. You open Pandora's box. Yes. You really do. And one of our, our good friend and Sonia Ryan, who did the uh, oh, yes. opening plenary. Fantastic. Very good friend of mine um, and who we partner with on our podcast um, as far as resources and things like that. But Sonia put it really, really eloquently with us um, at one point. She's like, listen, you, you're not going to give your 12 or 13-year-old kid the keys to the car and say, hey, run to the store and get me some milk or get me this or get me that. So why on earth would you give them a computer, which is what these phones are today, exactly. and unfettered access to anything they want as often as they want um, in the privacy of their own room? Like, why, why are we okay with that? And we shouldn't be. No. You know? And it's a, it's a mistake. And I think it's, we have been, because the internet was so much, the promise of the internet was so much good yeah. that we were lulled into not realizing <clears throat> the dark side of it. And, yeah. And it's left, and it hasn't been exposed enough to the light. I think it's, I think it's becoming much clearer to the population right. now that people are going, wow, there's a lot of bad stuff out there. Yeah. But it's just a matter of, and, and it's also like, we, we you had a discussion that you, in a previous time, if you had a local suspect, he had contact with, okay, yeah, 15 people. Right. He could, that's a lot of lies to damage. Right. Any life is one too many. Exactly. But now you give him access on the internet and he has 300 kids he destroys yeah. and 500 kids. And, and it's almost like we, we've given them too much ability to hurt. Yeah. And I, I, we were talking with Andy earlier and he had some ideas that I thought were pretty creative in the sense of how to sort of approach this because the way we sort of looked at it is, you know, we come from a generation where this was not in our life. And, you know, exactly. we know what life is like outside of technology because we grew up in it. But we're raising kids in an environment where they don't know anything but technology. Oftentimes, far more advanced than their own parents uh, or yeah. school filters or whatever it is they yes. put in place. Um, and so we're at a little bit of a disadvantage. And so... Andy's point, which I thought was really valid, is let's embrace the fact that these kids, we're never going to get them off of these no. so, these platforms. It's here to stay. Um, and it's only going to get worse and harder. But like one thing he mentioned, and he didn't obviously mention the name of the, the group, but he said he was looking at a deal on TikTok. And he said, I found this young person, um, you know, teenager, whatever age. And I think it was a couple siblings or something. They have a joint TikTok account. He said they have 200 million followers. And he's like, how do we harness someone like that to send something out about child safety, about child awareness, about precautions, anything? Yes. Someone who has the reach to, at the click of a button, be able to influence. Because every kid on the planet that is on this technology wants those 200 million followers, wants those 200 million likes. Yes. That's where everybody sort of gravitates to. So a way to sort of harness up people that have that sort of reach to be able to say, look, one, you're not alone in this. You know, obviously kids mm -hmm. need to report when we know statistically and what we do through for a living that it just doesn't always happen. Yes. Kids eat it or bury it and, and they don't come forward with it. So I don't know. That's what actually a genius idea because – I mean, 
if you want to sell a tennis shoe, what do you do? You go find the most popular sports star in the world. Right. If you want, if, if I was to walk into a educational setting and tell people that are younger than, are going to be way younger than us, hey, right. these are the dangers, these are what you're worried about. They look at you like, yeah, you don't get it. You don't understand right. what it's like to be us. But if I have one of them, yeah. who they love. And you know, a, and a friend of in. ours, she, uh, her name's Mo McClanahan. Give her a good shout out. Hey, Mo. She's, well, she's right on over there somewhere or was, or maybe <laughs> she's teaching right now. Uh, but she has a, a program that she supports through a, a group called Safe Surfing. And um, it's a peer it's a peer-led group, which is really the way to, you know, accomplish great things, I mm -hmm. think, where, you know, you go to your local school district, you go to your local high school, middle schools, and you reach out to those teachers or those uh, counselors or principals or whoever, administrators, yeah. and say, hey, who's your, who's your top 10, you know, squared away kids that are doing things the right way and sending the right messages that are popular enough and and they train that group, that small core group. And then the concept is that core group then becomes the train, the trainer sort of thing. And yes. they bring other kids in. And because of that connection of, Oh, well, we're the same age. I'm living the same thing you're living. And there is other choices and other avenues. Maybe that's the way we go about doing it. You know, it can't uh, hurt. I would even like to see with that in mind, like, like the platforms, so platforms <clears throat> like YouTube, Instagram, yeah. where, there is a monetization to it for right. popularity. Maybe that, I mean, that's something, you know, we've, we've talked to corporates here and, and yeah. said, Hey, what can they, we're trying to do the two way. What can we do? That'd be something to bring up with them is, is, Hey, if you're going to monetize it, when a person gets a certain amount of followers, they are obligated in order to stay monetary to do a certain amount of public service announcements, right? Look at that. And then you say, listen, you're, you're going to make one that warns people about the risks, that tells right. them to report. And by doing that, you keep your status, and then you, in turn, still make your money, make right. it worth it to them. And, and, and I'm, there I, mean, you go. I mean, we can do shout out for people on this, right? So, yeah. so, so my kids, I will let them watch some YouTube. I monitor right. it. One of the people they watch is this kid called Preston Plays. He's up in Dallas. Is. Well, he's Christian. Yep. He never cusses. He right. he makes a point on us. And I and I and, and there's some memo I've talked about. I said I'm okay with him watching him because he right. presents the ideals that I think they need to understand. And I said, That's right. good. But in turn, I think it's made him more popular because of how he is. Yes. But at the same time, maybe some of the others, if they had a reason to take that extra step of, hey, let me tell you how how this can be bad. Right. And let me tell you, watch my videos, but listen, this this is what you need to know. And yep. Maybe that's what they used to do on regular TV, right? We were growing up, they had the public the service announcements. That's exactly right. And right? so, I, I mean, that would be a nice step just to even on, <laughs> on, on the corporate side to go, hey, this is something we might be able to do. Like, you're, you're uh, probably uh, not far from where I'm at in age, but uh, <laughs> exactly. uh, you, you remember uh, Schoolhouse Rock, right? Oh, yes. Conjunction, Junction, Junction. what's your function? Yep. Like, or I'm just a bill, a bill. on my way to Capitol Hill. Like, <laughs> yes. You, you were learning things. <laughs> about, and meanwhile, you thought it was funny. And you just thought it was and funny cool. and cool, yes. you know? And, and, yes. and so, yeah, maybe we're <laughs> spot on with that. Maybe, uh, I don't know. We see something in our future. We can uh, we can develop something <laughs> develop like that. that. But because I, I mean, I I think he had a great point. I mean, there, you want to get the message out, and the, the thing about getting a message out is you have to figure out who's wants to, who's going to be your audience, right? And then how do you put in a context that they're going to get it best? And yeah. if it comes from one of their own or something they already like, yeah. Now they're not, you know, and and especially nowadays with the, especially with the the sextortion, like with what I deal with, right? 
I mean, most of it is the shame, the guilt of having to admit something happened. Right. The the, the, the paralyzing fear. fear. Yes. Yeah. And, and 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 they're living under this crushing weight. Yeah. And to, and then if you were to have someone who you thought, wow, they're online. And right. that person comes down and says, hey, listen, I, I fell victim to it once, or I right. almost fell victim. They try to do it to me. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, you're not alone. Because I, yep. I think that I think that I feel like for our victims, until I interview them, they don't understand right. that this guy did this to 300 people. Yeah. They assume I'm the only, only one. one. Yeah. I'm and, the only one. And we, we know that that's not the case, and it's it's translating that. To me, a big thing when I'm, when I'm involved with a victim in that sort of arena I want to make sure that I know that I can empower them. Like you have the power to do this. You yes. have the ability to move forward. You have the ability to pick yourself up from your bootstraps and move on um, because this doesn't define you. One mistake doesn't define who you are as a person. That's not the, the character of who you are. And, and um, you know, sometimes we have success with that. Sometimes we don't because, you know, kids internalize a lot of things nowadays. And I, I've seen even through... Um, you know, kids that I know because of through my kids, but they all thrive that thumbs up. They all thrive the yes. like. They all thrive the attention that it gives, even even for the short moment that it gives it. And they dwell on anything negative yes. or what's perceived as negative. You know, it becomes overwhelming. Even even the slightest thing seems yeah. to be overwhelming. Like yes. I've I've had conversations with my own one of my own kids, and she's an adult now, but. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? Why are you in the toilet today? Like, you know, what's going on in your mind? And, well, so-and-so didn't like my this or didn't, you know, made a comment about this. And, and it's just not what happened. And, and I'm thinking to myself, like, what? Yeah. Like, you're going to let your whole day go in that shitter because you got a, somebody that didn't give you a thumbs down versus yeah. a thumbs up? How I'm can like, you not pull yourself up out of that? Yeah, I like, mean, come on, like, wake up, I, like. I wonder if we get a, and I, it's funny, but I think people in law enforcement, in law enforcement, you develop a tough skin. Yeah. And so it's a lot easier. Or you're not in it very long. Yeah. So you have a way of, <laughs> so you can go to an absolute shit show of a tragedy. Yeah. And you have to learn how to walk away from it and pick yourself back up. Yeah. And absolutely. I think a lot of people in regular life do not get that right. type of development, which may, I think in the long run is probably better for her psychology in a way. Yes. But at the same time, you, you, you see it and you go, listen, is that the, Okay, right. so somebody bumped your car. I understand that's awful, but that's why you have insurance. That's yeah. why you do all these processes. But that's the no reason to be mad or disappointed for the next 36 hours. Yeah. That makes no sense. But yeah. they can't break that, that right. train. My, I've tried. Uh, there, there's a, I don't know if you ever heard of him. Um, I think it's uh, Kevin Gilmartin, Dr. Gilmartin. He wrote yes. a book called Emotional Survivability. And so it's a short read. It's one of the best books I've ever read in my life. If I wish somebody would have mandated that I read it when I was a rookie 30 yes, years ago. Like an academy um, book. Yeah, like an academy book. And we do that now in the agency where I'm at is we give them a copy of the book to say, read this. Because his, and I don't want to uh, do a disjustice to his book or anything. Please go read it. But his theory on something is spot on where he says, look, cops are by nature, type A personality people. And so they're always, the beacon is on. Boop, 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 boop. You know, we're constantly on the alert for threat. Yeah. Um, and so, especially in a work environment or, you know, driving somewhere with our family where we're, we're hyped and stuff. And he said, so our level of awareness has risen really super high. And he said, normal people aren't 
there. They, he said, it's if you looked at it like a road, like one a two lane road. Normal America is right on the dotted line, right in the middle. Like they're just motoring along through life, yep. and occasionally they get a blip. Like that raises up their, you know, like, oh, a car swerves or this happens or something. <laughs> and they get a blip. Well, for us, we're way on the top end of the road, you know, and we're constantly going. But as soon as we go home, it's boom, we're down below the road because we go from high to immediately crash low, whether it's because we're tired or sleepy or exhausted yep. or just the mental break that it is. And and then guess what? The next day we got to go right back up all yep. the way up and we don't spend any time in the middle. And so, um, I don't know. I just butchered that (laughs) entire process of what he's saying, but, and, and so, but the analysis is correct. Yeah. I I feel like it the way I remember he presented it. And basically he said, he goes, do you know what it takes to go from the bottom to just the middle? Like not to, he's like, you know what it takes to go from bottom to top because you do it repetitively, Mm -hmm. but to go from the bottom where you're feeling where we see as in our arena, which is like alcohol abuse or a lot of consumption yes. or things that aren't really healthy for us. The, the two pizzas I decide to eat tonight yeah. uh, or whatever that may be, or looks like um, to get up to the middle is like, he says 20 minutes of exercise, 20 minutes of exercise will pull you from a bottom right to, to middle. middle America where everybody else in the world normally operates. operates. They're a little severe. And I'm like, wow. Who knew, you know, who knew? And he gives a lot of examples. Again, I didn't do it much justice, but um, so I'd encourage anybody, go get it. I use that. I use that. uh, (coughs) One thing I've done with like the child victims that lately seem to be working a little bit better was when I talk to them, uh, even when I tell them, listen, this, you're not the only one. I keep trying to stress like you're heroic. Yeah. Like, listen, let me tell you something. You're never going to see the lives you saved. Right. But you're going to change history because yep. when you help me find this person, yep. I'm you're saving hundreds of children that have never haven't even been victimized yet. Yep. So so yes, you have this, this hooray awful for you. thing but hooray for you. You are doing something yep. that and and if you can do this, I want you to take this and I want you to go forward in life and go, I can do anything. If yeah. I made it through this and I stepped up and won this battle, yep. then Yes, there's no there's no limit to what I can do. And that's really all it I think that little nudge and confidence boost is sometimes all that a kid might need. I mean, as we know, kids that are getting victimized in these ways or being exploited, you know, not that it doesn't hit the most popular kid in school because it does, but uh, we know that the people with a propensity for young kids and interactions with kids tend to gravitate towards yeah kids who have maybe some trouble at home oh, or yeah, some other tar- things. They're targeting, they're that, targeting that, right. that, that lack of confidence. Because you, you can be a popular kid and still have low confidence because right. your scenario has put you somewhere where everybody looks up to you. Yeah. But very often that kid still has that lingering like, am I good enough? Yep. And what, what happens when I can't achieve this anymore? I, I have a discussion with my wife all the time and I'm like, look, she's much smarter than me. Smarter. <laughs> they all are. Yes. <laughs> they all are. And I'm like, you <laughs> teach our kids the important stuff like the math I only want to teach them that everything in life is doable. Yeah. I want them to be so confident because right. because I've met people that are nothing but confident and they walk into a room and there's nothing they can't do yep. and they almost never fall victim to anything because right. they're so they're they're unafraid. So right. when someone says, "Ha, ah, I don't like this." They they don't care yeah. because they are so they already in themselves, know. They don't care. And and I said if you can impart one skill into your child, 
that That's will it. make a difference. Because when that shows up, then when they say, hey, can they read? Well, of course they can read because they, they know they can. Exactly. And they work better at it. And they can do anything. And, yeah. and everything I've ever stumbled in life, I stumbled because I had a lack of confidence when I did yeah. it. And then when I realized, oh, wait a minute, especially as a cop, you yep. start dealing with such awful things that you think, Wait, how did I, you know, me and you were right. talking the other day about like doing the briefings for different events. Right, and I remember right. going into a briefing and it was like a hundred people in this briefing. Yeah. And I'm standing at a podium and I'm thinking, in my head, I can hear a voice going, you're not qualified to do this. <laughs> what are you doing like, up what here? What are you doing up here? <laughs> like someone is going to point at you and say, yeah. wait, you, you don't know anything. <laughs> and, and I'm waiting for it to happen. And meanwhile, yeah. I'm speaking and they're all going, okay, let's go do it. And all of a sudden you know, 15 different search words go off at one time and yep. everything happens. And I think, uh, how did I, I, like, I feel like how I just faked my way through an entire <laughs> career, but, but it's like, it's because yeah. you just keep doing it and you realize you can. Yeah. And you and you know, it's not gonna, it's not going to eat you, <laughs> even though you think in your mind, yes. the worst case scenarios We're human. We all do that, you know? And, and, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm right on there with you. You know, it's, it's amazing. So I'm, I tell my kids sometimes because a lot of my, you know, my kids are uh, adulting now and, and they're like, you know, how do you go to a conference and stand up in front of, you know, a thousand people or whatever? And I've, I've had to do that. I've gone in and thinking there was going to be a thousand and there was four. And I'm like, well, it's a very intimate conversation at that (laughs) point. And that's almost even harder because now you have to go. Man, I, I really need to be good for these yeah, four right? because they're here, and I, I'm by the end of this, I'm going to know all four of them. Yeah. The other way, there's an anonymity because there's so many that you go, right. hey, I can just play my routine out. I'll, I'll throw my jokes. Right. I'll tell my topic. But then all of a sudden, you're like, well, I feel like I should just pull a chair in front of you guys and sit down. <laughs> I've done it. Yeah. I've done it because I, I, I do so much speaking in different places and different arenas with different groups it's run the gamut. You know, I was like, Hey, I've walked in expecting 20 and there's 1500 or something. And I'm like, what am I in the right room? Like, yeah, like, this like what happened here? You know, like, Oh my gosh, but it's good though. I mean, um, what are you seeing in your neck of the woods as far as any different trends, any different apps? Are you seeing that are more common in your area versus maybe where I'm up? At? I mean, we, we're still running into a lot, a lot of, I mean, I would say the number one app that we see most going on is Snapchat. Yeah. I mean, it just is, yeah. uh, because it's the most popular app, I believe. Yeah. Discord, we've we've dealt with a lot lately. I will say, Discord. That's on the uprise Discord's, as well. Discord's been very helpful with us. Oh, they I are. Mean, they we are. Write, I've, I have never had a company send me a search warrant back in a day. Yes. Like it's it's they they're really trying to get ahead of it, and I and yeah. I appreciate that. I I think that those two are. Uh, it's interesting. I think the dynamic is on Snapchat. It's a one to one. Right. So uh, I can be victimizing you, but I have to be victimize each person individually. Yeah. Yeah. And then the discord, we're finding it. it, Oh, yeah. Here's a group of offenders essentially in a room. Right. Victimizing one other child. I think I'm glad you mentioned discord because I think it's this not that it's the sleeper app that's being used, but I think it's the maybe one that's misunderstood by most adults who just think, oh, I got a kid who's a gamer. And yeah, he's online talking to a bunch of gamers about gaming stuff. And I try to tell parents in the presentations I do and what we pr- promote here on the podcast is like, you need to be watching. You really need to be watching on Discord because there is so much stuff that's going on that, you know, your kid is being exposed to just yeah. simply by being on this specific server for this specific game. And, and the, you know, 
all parents, and I'm sure it's where you are too, is, what's the bad app? What's the worst app? All these things. And obviously, you know, we tell them our thoughts on yes. things. And, and the, the key is like, look, they're all inherently okay until they're not, yes. which means your child has 10,000 friends who they do not know no. in real life. And so that's when things become very problematic. You know, it's, we tell any of them, hey, they're fine. If your kid is talking to somebody who you really know and yes. who they really know in real exactly. life, then there's really no harm, no foul. Um, but it can go awry very, very quickly. So I think Discord is one of the yeah, and especially the ones. You, you, I think I think one of the things that that I've tried to give more to the parents about, and and a couple instances where I had to go to schools, right? Not presentation, but just arrive at a school to find a victim, yeah. and then talk to the principal and the and the teachers, and they go, "What do you?" And I said, "Look, people need to look. I mean, yeah, even adults are on their phone all the time now. All the time. So if you're on your phone, when you know your son's on Discord, sign on." Yeah, you know, one of our one of our biggest mistakes is we think we don't know the technology, so we don't try. Right, and and sign on because when I first went to Discord and looked at some of the rooms that were in there and things that were on there, and Discord was kicking them off. But you got to remember, you have thirty million kids or or adults because I think a lot more times our 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 Mm -hmm. our violators are adults mimicking children. Absolutely, they're making that room again four minutes after it's gone, or doing and so. When you go into the app, that's when parents go, oh, my God, I really need to watch this. And I'm like, right. that, that is the awakening that you have to make mm-hmm. so that you understand where it's at. And I mean, it has to be, we've pre, we preach this over and over and over, and we've done so, you know, a hundred times here at this conference alone through the various people we've gotten to talk to. But it's that intentionality. You have to be intentional. You have to lean in. We I often hear parents will say, oh, yeah, it's almost time for us to have the talk. Well, it's not the talk. It's multiple talks. talks it shouldn't be a one-time oh let me show you this let me show you that it's i'm gonna show you and we're gonna talk about this we're gonna have an open dialogue about this so that we don't have to i said if you're at a point and brandon made a good point earlier when we talked to andy and he's like you know if a mom comes and says what do i do about my 15 year old who's da 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 and you know it's like look you're like seven years too late. Yes, you know, it's you, sad, but you're too far behind the ball. Yeah, and I you, mean, you just have to be. You can do it in a loving, non-freak out way. Um, even though our gut reaction is to, you know, throw the flag and snatch the phone, which your kid thinks is going to happen, which is why yes. they're not going to say something, and then they're going to feel like their arm was amputated and all these sort of things. But um, yeah, the, that intentionality is is super important. That's you know? one of the things that that I've. Actually, with with sextortion, it's it's difficult because you're dealing with a parent set that has not had the experience like we've had, right. like no internet experience, right. and then they have a child, and now when you go to them and say, "Hey, listen, this is what happened," I almost have to coach them first because yeah. their first thought is, "How dare they did this? Right. She did what? He did what?" And right. then I say, "Listen, you didn't have this as a child. Yeah. You, you this if you want to know who's most responsible." I'm sorry to say it, but it's you. Yes. You gave them the key to the kingdom. Right. Now, by doing that, I understand you didn't do it intentionally, but also understand that <laughs> if you would have had access to this technology unlimited when you were 12, right. you would have done things that you would not be proud of either. Yeah. You can't You can't get mad at them about this. You have to actually remember they're a victim. There's Again, that's why we don't let them drive. We don't want to give them guns and liquor yeah. when they're 12 years old and say, go free world and go crazy because we know that they're not designed to make yeah. good decisions yet. Well, I, I can tell you, uh, 
what just flashed in my head when you talked about that being like parents did or don't, you know, have uh, a concept of that because they haven't gone through it. The first thing that popped in my mind were yard darts. When I was a kid, we had a, there was a game that you could go buy with giant pointy missile projectile missiles that you were to launch higher than the house higher taller than and try to get them into a circle target where your buddy is standing 10 feet away and uh and i'm thinking to myself like how would a toy like that go over in today's (laughs) environment like any adult who has kids is like oh yeah i remember those those are kind of dangerous like uh, well we we took it from there to the bows when we had bows (laughs) very shortly after that and drew a big circle and everybody stood in a different (laughs) circle and shot an arrow up in the air and i was like i was like yeah like we had our own we had our own set of bad decisions we made as younger people yes and some of us paid the price for it yeah that's and that, that's part of the reason why I tell them, like, listen, you understand, you did this. This is just the next generation's version of, wow. It's just yeah. that d- their consequences are so much higher. Right, right, And right. I feel like I feel like the mental status of the world is a lot more fragile than it was when we were children. Oh, uh, yeah. That's, I, I mean, uh, <laughs> that's probably an understatement, to I say mean, the least. Like, like, yes, I don't even know if I have a comment about that because it's it, it definitely feels like that. Yes. Uh, you know, words matter in today's environment. And, um, you know, not that they didn't matter before. It's just I don't know that the emphasis was always, you know, pointed out uh, so significantly and and things like that. But well, you social know. media brought a different status to the world. You know, when you think about it, when you were young, it, you had a when you had friends. Yeah. It was like you said, people I knew. Right. And it was a group of 20. Yeah. If and, that, <laughs> and, yeah, and and so there wasn't a whole lot of people to win over, and right. and 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 it, there wasn't a competition for likes and yeah. attention. It was, hey, let's all play together, let's have right. a good time. And now, because so much has gone technological, that I mean, they're I feel like they they're they're weighted down with the stress of, hey, I need to make sure that online I have a good personality, that I have right. a, that everybody likes me. That I mean, everybody wants to read comments under what somebody says. And, and I think like, some of the as adults, I think there are some problems with that as well because um you know everybody wants to be everybody wants to be liked everybody wants to have friends and so sort of the we don't see a lot of negative stuff that people post about themselves like oh my gosh i had a terrible day this happened i i bounced a check i did this you know everything is the positive it's oh look what i did and look what's happening and how wonderful this is and so it's this false perception of and and maybe it's not designed for you know something like that to happen where but that's what happens. But that's how it goes. That's how it works. And so everybody sees, and then they're like, "Oh my gosh, if I could just do this!" My or, life is so miserable. Every time I look at their page, they're traveling. Yeah, they're doing all these things, and I'm like, "Yes," and they're struggling with their mortgage <laughs> just like us. Right. They're fighting on the airplane because he's not on time or she's not. Right. I said they go through the same trials and tribulations we yeah. go through. It's just. They make it look real pretty online. Yeah. And you think, wow. I, I'm like, what if am only. I doing wrong, right? Like, what am I doing wrong? If only, and, yes. right? And then the realization, and yeah, me, me and my wife have conversations about that because we're all the time, we're like, okay, we got to just keep ourselves centered and go, wait a minute. Yeah. Like, everybody does the same. They deal with the same problems in life. Yeah. And, you know, no doubt, no doubt. And so it's like, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think the, I think the, the Snapchat and Discord are probably our, 
two higher ones. I haven't really had as... I mean, Facebook has kind of lost touch with the younger mm-hmm. crowd, so yeah, I don't yeah. see a whole lot of that. I think it's because we as adults took it over, which seemed yes. like a cool idea at the time until then you realize, like, well, there's probably a reason I didn't talk to that guy I went to high school with 40 years ago yeah. because uh, I don't really care what you had for dinner last night, sir. Yes, so. and, and, a, and you put one more picture of your plate of enchiladas <laughs> on here, I'm going to go nuts. You're like, I don't care. Yeah. I just want to move. I want you to yeah. actually do something... Like, you know, take a picture when you climbed a mountain for yeah. me. Okay, now I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah. But not, you know, you sit at the park with a 40. Just doesn't seem like that great of a photo. I don't know if it's really something I'm I'm impressed by. But That's funny, man. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I mean, I, I think that those those two are the number one. My, my concern is that, and I feel like, like we were talking about earlier, the, the corporations are, are coming some way, but yeah. I, 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 in I've been doing this for about three years, right? And for the time when I first started till now, probably for the first year, it felt like we were running uphill. Yeah, like I, I felt like they were not as concerned right. with doing it. And now I noticed a lot of them have gone a long way to hiring a lot of staff to come in to help yeah. them get up to date or more more yeah. friendly. But I'm afraid that that pendulum is going to swing the other way at some point. Well, I hope you know. I mean, obviously, we all hope. Uh, and and I agree. I think it's. I think it's great that we get to a conference like this where there's all of these people represented. There's huge technology companies represented here. Yes. And there is seemingly a willingness to say, I- I'm, I'm willing to have a dialogue with you. It, it, yes. it may not be what I can give you right off the bat, but I'm willing to have a dialogue with you and let's discuss how we get to improve things, not yes. only for us, but for you. And to make things easier. And we get a little, uh, you know, we get a little standoffish sometimes as law enforcement where we're like, why don't you just give us everything? Like, you yes. know, we've given you this, give us everything. And and there is a balance. And uh, But yes. to me, it's encouraging that the dialogue happens. And I hope the dialogue continues. And I hope that people on the tech side understand it's all the common goal. And this is the yes. this situation here over the last couple of days is proof of that there's a bunch of people here all with the same common goal common goal well you know? and i even think <clears throat> i was telling someone the other day i said you know the, the the crazy part is everybody can get better yeah and even even in my perspective i said if, if you were to put me in front of a panel of every chief in the state of texas tomorrow and say what would you right. tell them i would say what we were talking about the other day there's one resource in our state that's the most important thing there is. One resource in the world. It's our children. Yeah. And I see so many agencies with lots of personnel assigned to things. And then the units that investigate child exploitation are the smallest units. Yeah. This, to me, is a loss. You're missing the point. Right. I mean, it, if, if tomorrow, if we, if we lose our children, we lose everything. Yeah. All, that, all that property, crime, everything else is going to mean nothing yeah. when your kids are victims to something. And, on and, some level, I, yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. And on some level, I think, you know, some agencies look at it from the perspective of, um, oh, I got, I got a person that does that. Yeah. A person. I, or not, not, I don't, oh, I have a whole team of people. I have a unit of people. And, and in some level, we see this in a couple of, and maybe you don't see this where you're at, but in this arena, like, an example might be we work a cyber tip. The cyber tip involves contraband images or videos involving CSAM, uh, exploitative material. And so we see it during the initial part of the investigation. We work it up. We 
are we're seeing it three, four, five times. We run a search warrant. We find a hundred times more, more of it. Yes. Worse. We see all that. We get it all prepared. We prepare it for court. We present it to court. We go forward with an indictment. It gets assigned to a prosecutor who doesn't want to see it. Yes. It gets assigned to a court where a judge doesn't want to see it. A jury doesn't want to see it. And so there begins to be this, okay, just tell me, your, what is it? Because I don't want to. I don't want to, yeah. And, and so there's some, le- and, and I think of that's the same way with a lot of administrations in agencies because they're like, oh, we know it exists, but they've never seen it or experienced yeah. it. Yeah. And they don't know the gravity of what it is and what it depicts. And so I, I think if there was, not that anybody needs to go see that material because you don't, you'd never no. unsee it. But it doesn't put it into the right context. Yes. Because if it did, then you'd be throwing a lot more resources in that direction to say, yeah, we need to get rid of that stuff. Yeah, because it's so, it takes such a toll on the psyche that I think it's eventually they go, listen, we want you to do what you do, but I don't want to know about it. Exactly. And I mean, and it's funny because that's, I, so I, if people ask me what I do, I can tell them that I, Mm -hmm. Protect, investigate crimes against children, essentially. Right. But but if you give them any kind of other part, you can see them reel in their seat. And then, of yeah. course, they're like, uh, man, I'm so glad somebody like you does what you do, but yeah. I can't, I wouldn't be able to do that. And and you realize that, that, that which is amazing, depending on how many people are here at this right. conference, that there's that many people in the world that are going, yeah, you know what, I have to do this, but I do it because I know it makes right. a difference. And, right. that, and you're like, and, I'm, and, and, and all the things <clears throat> I've investigated, in all my career, and it went from crimes and narcotics to everything, and even human right. trafficking. The bad people in this, yeah, are the worst bad people and the best bad people to arrest. Yeah, I mean because you truly it's the are most rewarding. Yes, and it's yeah. like, and it's and it's awful because it's the one you have to be exposed right. to the worst. Right, but you get somebody who truly belongs where they end up. Yep, well, dude, listen, I'm I'm grateful. Uh, you exist and everybody else here that is on the same playing field that we're on because we as a society need warriors to, to fight the fight. You know, um, I would, I'd love later on after this conference to stay connected with you to maybe go over some of the cool cases you had. We've been, we've gone kind of long. I don't even know what time of the day it is, but it looks like everybody's on break and like, Busting things down around down, us, taking it, taking it, taking the conference room apart. So yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I I have some good cases that I'm pretty sure I could go over. I mean, so we can keep them. Yeah, yeah, we, we keep uh, them where they I, get I the details. Good, but, I think I think people. That's one of the things I think is having more cases out there. Yeah. So that people hear the details because then right. there's a greater likelihood someone goes, wait a minute, my, my kid was talking to that or my kid right. hurt my, or I've seen that before or not, maybe yep. not that suspect, but that method, because, you know, yeah. they all seem to follow certain methods and sure. operations. It's, right. And so it's like just getting that education. I think knowledge is power. Yep. I agree, man. So, I agree. What do you think? Any parting words? Uh, anything you'd offer somebody who's never been to a conference like this to let them know, hey. Oh, I, I would say definitely if you get a chance, obviously, this is without a doubt one of the better ones that I've been to. You should come to. Other part is, too, is set aside time in the evening, mm-hmm. even if you aren't a drinker. It's right. okay. Go to the bar and wander around with water. Yep. Talk to people. I've met people from HSI, from FBI, from all right. sorts of branches. And, it, man, it really, it, at the end of the day, they're all. They're all, like we said earlier, yeah. same part of the team. But yep. it's also amazing because you never know because you're going to get a call and someone says, hey, I got a buddy in Wisconsin needs help. And you go, 
I have an agent I met at a conference. And you know what? When you yep. reach out to them, they'll help you. Yeah. And it's like, it, there's a certain thing there. That, and I think that if you end up going just to the classes <clears throat> and then going back to your room or doing other things and don't do the second part, you've missed about oh, yeah. 70% of what it really was about. Absolutely. What this thing is intended for is is that networking aspect. Yes. It's it's great with all the all the speakers and all the things that they put on and all the, just all that it is. But yes. You're dead on. The the networking aspect of this is something else. Um, how did Andy put it? He said something. Um, he said something earlier about the networking, and ah, it just escapes me. But he had a good analogy with it. You know, just like uh, of how important it is yes. because you just never know. Like you, no. you never know where you're going to go, where a case is going to lead you. And, well, and especially, and especially now with with internet based because yeah. because you really are dealing with a worldwide stage. Yeah. So you can't Borderless say crime. so like like in your instances, you cannot right. say, Well, I'm never gonna have somebody in the UK because right. you will someday. Exactly. You'll have someone everywhere and you are either on the one side or the other, but it's yep. gonna take a team. Yeah. And it's just no way to operate. When you were a local law enforcement and you were like, Okay, it's in my town, right. it's just us. Bad right. guys here. But it but that's that's yeah. the past. Now yeah. it's international. Yep. And As we know, it's borderless that, and, yes. and and everywhere, and it's an epidemic, but um, it's encouraging to me to see all these people together, all for the same common goal. Yes. I mean, yeah, we'd love to be able to not have to have this conference because we've rid the internet of this, <laughs> but but we're, that's not a realistic approach. Yeah. And so, when you figure out how to stop evil in the world, then, we'll, <laughs> then it's going to, that time will come. It'll probably stop <laughs> turning at that point, but yeah. <laughs> Well, listen, man, I appreciate all the feedback yeah, and for putting in the time. time. And, uh, you know, we'll connect again here in the future and we'll, we'll talk about some more stuff. Sounds good. Cool. Thanks, man. Right, thanks. Thank you for listening to the Catfish Cops podcast brought to you by Brandon Poor and Tony Godwin. For additional information and available resources, please visit our website, www.catfishcops.com and click on the resources link.